Hey, what's up, leaders? This is Kate Erickson from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Bob Nolly and the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Sweet. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. How are you? And I'm so glad you're here. Come on up on the porch. Welcome to episode 74 of the Labrador Leadership Podcast. It's Dr. Bob Nolly here. Episode 74 is actually 75 since we started with episode zero where we introduced ourselves. But 74, oh, I can't believe we've gotten this far. And it's good stuff. Uh, one of the goals that I mentioned early on that I shared with you all was I wanted to get a hundred five-star ratings and reviews and you know where we are? We're at 99. Thank you all so much. And I think I've given a shout out to everybody here that, uh, that has done that so far. And if not, I'll play catch up. I've got a couple of ad today. Uh, Michael Neely, uh, says he likes to think of the show as his lab report. Michael, thank you very much for that. That's very, that's very listening. He loves the insights we provide. So, Mike, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And Alex Designs. Our Alex? No, someone else. Uh, Leadership and Labs. They love our angle on the important subject. Two of her favorite things. Alex Designs. Thank you very much for that. And so we're there at 99. Here's we do our 75th episode, number 74. Who's counting the numbers? Who's counting the numbers? Ah, well. So I thought today I just wanted to, I read this article and I and I wanted to share with you to loop back on an important topic, certainly for us. And I hope this puts the show in framework for you. The whole reason I started this show was to write it for somebody that wasn't quite where they wanted to be in their organization whether it's a big corporation or a small organization. And when you create something like this, you think of one person, one specific person that you could almost write a story about. In fact, you should write a story about them. And that's your target. And everything you create, you create toward them. Of course, there'll be some a wider breadth that'll attract other people as well, as clearly we have. But the person I wrote for was somebody who was 38 years old, but they could be older or younger, and somebody that uh, that was unhappy in their job. They were very good at what they did, but they were unhappy at where they were. They wanted to do more, but they never got the call. And why did they want to do more? They felt like there was a lack of a sense of fulfillment somewhere. Uh, they had children that were growing up, and they wanted to send them to college. They had parents. They realized they may be a tweener, and they may be caught taking care of their parents, and they wanted to provide for all of these people. And he had to get to the next level to do that. So that's originally where this show started, being pointed toward. So today I found this article but from uh, Liz Ryan, who wrote in Forbes, said we've invited Liz to be on the show, and hopefully she'll come back and tell us yes, and that would be great. So Liz has some advice on how to let your boss know 
that you're ready for the leadership role. And her comments are very insightful here and inspired me to think a little bit about this as well. <clears throat> One thing she said was, get the big picture of the organization. Now, you may have a goal that has been set for you. It could be a sales goal. It could be a QA goal to roll out so many items with a certain defect rate. Uh, it could be uh, a goal in terms of a product manager perspective in terms of of profit and revenue for uh, for the given year. And you know what they are. Somebody has given that to you and you know that that is the task at hand for you. But I would encourage you to go out and find out, start with a conversation with your manager when you have those weekly or monthly conversations about how they fit into the big picture. I have to do this. I have to hit a sales goal of X dollars. How big is the goal for our whole unit? And, you know, this really takes the interpersonal skills that we talk so much about here to be successful in that. Because some lesser managers, upon hearing that question, will think, well, they're concerned about they're being asked to do more than somebody else. They'll go, don't you worry about what everybody else has to do. You just worry about hitting your number. And you have to be able to say, no, I just want to know how I fit in, how the work I do fits in. And if you can have that conversation at an even higher level and look at how your whole unit fits in, to the product portfolio of the whole business, that's even more. Because you can get a real sense of how not only you, but how your team fits into the big picture. That's one thing. Kind of similar to that is understanding a supervisor's goals. Now you have goals, sales goals, operational goals, I'll put goals every week to do something every month. But what does a supervisor have to do? Well, intuitively, we can all know that. Yes, they're responsible for everybody that's working for them and that conglomerate, that aggregate goal from all of us. But what else do they have to do? They have to onboard new staff members. They have to do some kind of training. They have to... Uh, network with other areas of the organization and don't go up and ask what else you have to do. Although, you know, the, the relationship with your boss could be of a certain quality that you're able to do that. And that's great. But most of the time you'll do this by observing. Watch what they have to do. Listen to what they have to do. Look at the meetings they have to run off to monthly, quarterly, weekly, things that are important. Just observe what they do. Okay, the third thing. We're still talking about goals here. Set and reach your own goals. Now, you have goals given to you, but I'm talking about a stretch goal for yourself. You make goals for yourself. They could be having lunch with everybody on the team during the month. It could be having lunch with six contacts and other departments of the organization every month. 
It could be getting invited to someone else's team meeting. It could be more tactical. It could be evaluate the process that we use for producing a sales report, for producing anything. Some process that creates headaches for everyone, that's in the spotlight a bit, perhaps because it doesn't work well. And set a goal for yourself to just evaluate that. And maybe, what would you do with that? Come up with three ideas to improve that. Because they're great ways to make process improvement. And many organizations and many managers say that, I'm open to that. Please come to me with solutions. But the noise of the normal workday is sometimes so great that it takes a lot of work and persistence to get your suggestion through. In organizations of any size, one of the most one of the most successful ways to get this done is to just uh, put a cookie jar or a candy jar out somewhere and say, put in a suggestion, take a piece of candy. And there are the little folded messages, you know, put a little pad and paper by it. And it just watch the paper replace the sweets. <laughs> that that has always amazed me that it works so well. So set and reach your own goals just to do things like that. And you see where this is leading to the next step, which is take on leader type projects. Start looking like a leader to your manager. You know what leaders have to do? They have to do a ton of things that are not their job or responsibility. There's a need to do a new training manual. There's a need to do a wiki for frequently asked questions, FAQs for new employees or a certain role type for some, some staff group. You do that. You do that. Do a draft or an outline of it and take it to them and go, I'm moving forward to this. I want to put this together. Is there anything I've missed? Really wordsmith that question you're asking. Is there anything I've missed? Now, be prepared for this. They may be much taken aback and go, this is a great idea. Somebody else is already doing this. Go work with them and and find out where they are. And, you know, there's a kind of coating of disappointment there that you didn't have that idea alone at first. But you're still adding value. Maybe that person doesn't have the time to work much on it. And you can create, consciously give a little bandwidth to the project and make it happen. Here's one of my favorites. Here's one of my favorites because this takes the real core interpersonal networking leadership skills that we talk so much about here. Have a brown bag session. Put something on a bullet board. Send out an email to the team. Then you're going to brown bag, have a vent on a topic one day that you have information you like to share with folks. And it could be telling them about the manual you're working on. Or it could be about some skill that's important to the group. It could be a soft skill. Like... uh Michael Lencioni's uh, book on the five dysfunctions of a team. You all could read that book together 
in over five months. Even the book is very re- readable, and you could read it in five days, much less five months. But maybe you have a brown bag once a week, and everybody reads the book and just discusses it. You don't have to prepare a class lesson for that. You just have to have read the book enough to generate the discussion. And then the kind of buzz you create behind these things, and all of a sudden, perhaps, you start attracting other departments that go, hey, they're doing this. Can we join you? Wow, wouldn't that be great? And there you are in the middle of that. So all of these things, finding out how your goals fit, observing the actions of your manager, setting your own goals, taking on these extra projects. There's one thing you can't forget while you're doing all of this. You have to remain the perfect employee while you're there doing these things. That means you have to have a positive attitude all the time. You have to be there on time every day. You have to be responsive in keeping your commitments. There's that theme again, keeping your commitments. And it won't come to you immediately. But the sooner you start, the sooner it will get to you. It may never get to you. But if you don't start, I guarantee you it never will. So even in your own actions and in your own mind, raise the bar on yourself. That's the message here. That's the message here. It is really nice to be asked, hey, we have a team opening come up and you've been a great employee here and I, I want to ask you if you're interested. Yes, we all love to be asked. But most of the time it doesn't come out of left field or a bolt of the blue like that, where we get that invitation for the next level. We have to be acting like it. So do that. Okay, folks, thanks very much for today. If you're listening to us, please come give us a nice rating review. You could be number 100. You could be number 100. Take care of one another. We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. You want to be a better leader? Consider all of these things and being able to delegate. Have your own vision. Trust your team members. Number two, communication. Be authentic. Be able to create connections. Be direct. Be succinct. Be enthusiastic. Promote the good morale. Have a positive energy. Be upbeat. And always be responsible. Be ethical. Be accountable for everything you do. Keep your commitments. Keep your word. Okay, folks, we'll see you next time.